it's not it's not about an individual or sort of these a pair of individuals. It's much greater than that, because in order to compete at this level, you cannot just have your ego and just want to win. You have to really let that go and, and absorb and be a part of a much greater force, if you like. Welcome to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 62 of the show. Um, now, we know that we always say that we're super stoked about the guests that we have on the show. But it, while it's true, this week is no exception. <laughs> <laughs> on the show this week, we have Carl Enneroff. He's the filmmaker behind the forthcoming documentary, All the Way, The Making of Swim Run Champions. This film chronicles the journey of George Bialchimo and Pontus Lindbergh, who we've had on the show before, as they prepare for the Atala World Championship. But this film is really so much more than that. It's really a window into the sport of swim run and why it's awesome. Um, the free online premiere of the film is scheduled for March 24th, and we highly, highly encourage everyone who loves someone to check it out. We also encourage anyone who loves someone who loves swim run to check it out. I know I made... Chipper and I, we made our spouses watch it mm-hmm. just to give them, hey, this is what we're into and this is why, because we think this film is awesome. So anyway, we'll talk about that more a little bit later in the show. Yes. Now to shout outs and feats of endurance. So we there was a lot of enduring going on this weekend with lot. the 4 by 4 by 48 or also known as the Goggins Challenge. And one of our award-winning friends and friend of the show, writer adam skolnick back on episode 28 completed this task this feat of endurance yeah unnecessary feat if you will (laughs) (laughs) so adam uh you also can hear him on rich rolls podcast he has been there he's a regular member on the roll on episodes there yeah but you can hear him talk a little bit about his training but he was really looking forward to this. And if you followed along on his Instagram stories, he gave updates yeah. along. It was a really cool thing to see him get out there and do it. We know he's a new dad, so we know the struggles of, oh, like, yeah. sleepless, le- sleeplessness and all that stuff that comes along. But, oh, absolutely. But who knows Adam? I also think, you know, putting it on blast, hey, I'm doing this and... You know, his he's a public figure. He is a public know? figure now, yes. And 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 for folks to be like he's just saying, Hey, I'm gonna do this, so all you millions of listeners on the on his podcast and all the people on Instagram and stuff, I mean he he you know, it's There's ballsy. some accountability. He had he had accountability and you know, I know he's he's good friends with, with David Goggins and mm-hmm. he's super proud of him, I'm sure, but you know, it's really great. It's really cool to see him step out of his comfort zone and just and just get it done. It was awesome. And awesome. We noticed a few folks in the Low Tide Boys Strava Club also doing the Goggins Challenge, the 4 by 4 by 48 So big congrats to Ben and Tony and anyone else who we may have missed that completed that feat of endurance. Bumper yeah. stickers on the way. If you would like to earn the Feats of Endurance bumper sticker, be sure to head on over to Strava. Just search Low Tide Boys, and you'll find all of our friends of the show, fans, and swim runners from around that you can dole out and receive kudos Ad nauseum. So go do that and enjoy. Now for this week in Swim Run, powered by RaceID.com. Get that intro music.
All right, we have a couple of updates to share this week. Um, last week, Atala Swim Run announced some changes to their 2021 uh, race schedule due to, obviously, the ever-changing COVID situation. Uh, Atala Malta has been postponed. It was supposed to happen in April. It got postponed to November. And unfortunately, uh, their race, Isles of Scilly, has been postponed to 2022. We know that race is a really special one. Yeah. Um, that's on my list, our list. My list is our list. Mm-hmm. So, um so, yeah, so we hope that the, st- the schedule remains static from here on out. In other news, the third edition of the Swim Run del Bilancino uh, is taking place in, on June 13th in uh, a lake in, in Mugello, which is in the Tuscany region of Italy. The race offers two distances, a sprint and a promo, which is their version of the experience. Um and did we mention that it's in Sicily, that it's in Tuscany? It's a pretty awesome place to do a race. Hard to beat um, it. We want to thank the race director Paul Bernier for bringing this race to our attention. Um, and you know, for those F1 fans out there, if Magello rings a bell, that is the site of the circuit that's owned by Ferrari. Just their so, test track. It's their test track. No but deal. it was also it was also on the circuit last year. It was one of the races they put on for COVID. So, and they're going back this year, which is great. Um, anyway, digressing back. Uh, the Trans Cape Swim Run took place over the weekend in Western Australia. The race was completely sold out, which is great. And photos on Instagram really showed an epic day for racing with really cool terrain. And, of course, a ton of smiling faces, which is par for the course for Swim Run. Always. That's it for this week. If, feel free to email us to tip us off of any events or Swim Run news that you'd like for us to share on the show. Yes. On to this week's interview. Yeah, we're we're skipping updates this week just because this interview is so great that we just don't want to take anything away from it. Um, but there was one thing that Carl mentioned to us that it's a it's a Swedish thing that's a leget fare jaget. I think I probably screwed that up, but it essentially means a team before self. And um, you know, Carl really found a way to capture that spirit in his movie all the way, making swim run champions. Um, in the film, Carl shows the magic of the sport in a multi-layered way that we really haven't seen presented before. It isn't just, you know, a race race film, hype movie or something like that. Like, it's really telling a story. And following George and Pontus, you know, two world-class human beings, athletes, and previous guests of the show, not that that has any bearing on their world-classiness, um, doesn't hurt it though. Does it? Does not hurt at all. <laughs> um, so, so the movie follows them as they train for the 2018 and 2019 World Championship. But the film interlaces interviews from previous winners, giants of the sports with race footage, and successfully makes the case that swim run is really a hero's pursuit. And that'll make sense when you listen to the interview. In this mm-hmm. interview, we really chatted with Carl about how he got into filmmaking and how he discovered swim run and what was the spark that kind of led him to want to make this documentary. We discussed some of the central themes of the film without really giving too many spoiler alerts, even though I think the ending is, if you have the internet, you can figure it out. But it's, uh, you know, the film talks about sort of the magnetism of the Storm Run community, the joy of moving through nature, the insights into what it takes to be, to you know, what it takes to swim run at the highest level. And of course, you know, again, George and Pontus are awesome, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, can't say more about that, but you know, the film, as we mentioned in the beginning, the film is premiering on March 24th, and we really can't encourage people enough to go check it out. Uh, but, yeah, I think with that, we should just we should just get into it because this interview's packed. Really enjoyed talking mm-hmm. with him, and I think it's a good one. It's a doozy. So head on over 
after you're done listening to the interview, head yeah. on over to alltheway.se. Yes. And that's the home, that's the internet home of of All The Way. And you yep. can view the trailer, where to sign up for the premiere and all that good stuff. And yeah. So without further ado, Carl. Director, All The Way. Making of Storm Run Champions. Stockholm Social Innovation Labs in the house. George and Pontus. Also in the house. <laughs> All right, with us today, we have the founder and CEO of Stockholm Social Innovation Lab, Carl Enneroth, who's also the filmmaker behind All the Way, a forthcoming movie about Swim Run that we're all super excited about. Welcome to the show, Carl. Thank you. So, so we've we've been able to preview the movie, which makes us feel really special. We almost kind of feel like journalists, which so thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about the movie and spoiler alert, we both loved it. But before we get into that, we'd love to hear a little bit about your background, um, you know, as a filmmaker and kind of what got you interested in making a film about Swim Run. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for um, giving me the opportunity to be in your show. Uh, I've been listening to your other podcasts and are thrilled, of course, by your uh, enthusiasm for Swim Run. Uh, well, my background as a filmmaker, I've been doing this for five years. I'm a late comer into this and uh, with no formal education really within filmmaking. Um, but I've been telling stories all my life and sort of writ- written uh, sort of fiction novels and uh, and other things working with the distance education. So I'm into storytelling a lot and I found this m- medium uh, so interesting. So I started to do documentary films. So why why did I get into this uh, making a film about swim run? Well, I've always been interested in sports and particularly outdoor sports. And if I had to choose one one sport, that would be uh, cross country skiing. And uh, the, the, what you call the pinnacle of that thing is to go the, the Vasa Loppet every every winter, the first of the first Sunday in March, and it's a ninety kilometer race. And I mean, in Sweden, there have been hundreds of thousands of people who have done it. So it's not that spectacular, oh. but it's part of the Swedish spirit to to do that. So either you're doing it in blizzard or sun and it's freezing cold and everyone is sort of moaning about it. But when you get to the finish line, that's a, that's a big thing I've done and several hundred thousand Swedes have done also. So you have these two options on the first Sunday in March. Either you do the race and you're out there in the blizzard or in the or the sun and uh, you struggle whole day uh, for to get to the finish line, or you sit in the in the in the sofa at home and you see the other people freeze if you don't do the, that here. So it's it's a good Sunday uh, in either case. But I was always been um, sort of the outdoor sports has always been my thing. And uh, I stumbled across swim run back in 2010, 2011, perhaps okay. with my colleague at that time, Johan Nordlund, who was, uh, he was really into swim run and uh, he was sort of an extreme athlete. And I thought that's not for me. That's too, too difficult. Uh, but in 2018, I, uh, tried to do it on my own and uh, did the race up in Falun in Dalarna. And I just saw sort of looked at the others and they had, I sort of realized I had all the wrong equipment, but <laughs> I wanted to do it anyway. 
And it was just a wonderful experience uh, going out there in the woods and sort of running trails that I wouldn't have found myself and then jumping into these small inner lakes with the sort of water lilies and the water was warm and all the the ladies just swam across me <laughs> or past me <laughs> and I took a wrong turn at the end and ended up lost uh, in that race and that's not really how I see myself uh, ending up lost but I thought maybe I could do this better next time but who should I who should I learn from um and I just I I just left it there for for a year or so but then I stumbled upon my friend Ludwig Mürenberg who I actually ended up doing this film with and it turned out that he was training with these world champions um George and Pontus so I thought well maybe I could learn from them and he said yeah come along we're training every day mostly and so I picked it up and sort of joined their little group and they got very close to to these world champs and uh, I thought I must just hang in here and see see what happens but that's why why how I got into this uh, swim run awesome and I love the first time and and I I distinctly remember Chris and I's first swim run experience as well uh we had grand hopes of of going out and practicing you know every weekend for months and months before a swim run but here we were on race day at the start line we hadn't quite done one yet so <laughs> We're standing there and we're looking around. We have all of our gear and we think we did a pretty good job with the gear. And then we're looking at these people who are clearly, we're like, oh, you're definitely European. And like, well, they have so much different gear than we do. This is a little bit concerning. <laughs> have we missed something? Is Did we miss the memo on this giant pool buoy? How do you even buy one of these? You know, what's what's going on here? So, but you, a little bit of foreshadowing, you, it sounds like you kind of had the swim run flow on that first experience with, with kind of just the freedom of just being in nature and moving, moving throughout. And that's kind of what got you hooked. It sounds like. Yes. I mean, I think we all experienced that in the first, first experience, not control. You can go wherever you want. And it's this childish uh, that you do as a boy, just sort of go out there in woods and run about with no real purpose or just, for the fun of moving uh, and now you go into the water and you scramble along, you try to get everything in place and up again. And it's full of joy, just so fun, really. Um, that is the, the feeling. You're sort of, you're sharing people all along and you're tagging and you're sort of pulling up people and they're pulling up you. And mm-hmm. you just sort of, this laughing thing about it, I guess, uh, which is, um, is a big uh, laugh, just, at least in the beginning, then it becomes a bit. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's really fun, really fun. So, 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 Carl, so you're hanging out with George and Pontus. So we've had the pleasure of interviewing them, and we think that they are just, you know, not just amazing athletes, but just really great people. And mm-hmm. they're, I mean, I can't think of anyone who loves swim run <laughs> more than they do, and are better ambassadors for for the sport than they are. Um, where so, so you're hanging out with them, but where did you get the ideas? Like, you know what, we could probably make a really amazing film that features the sport and sort of their journey. Where, where did that come up? Well, when I do documentaries, uh, I usually go about it in the similar way. First, it has to be a spark in myself, just not sort of an intellectual idea that this will probably be good, but I have to feel the passion as I have to uh, carry it for, for many weeks and many months um, so that that's the first thing to have sort of the spark and get excited about it. 
but then it's also the access. I need to have access to these uh, people, in this case, Pontus and George, and they, I need a middleman. Uh, and this was Ludwig then, who could sort of vouch for me and sort of build bridge the trust that who is this guy? What will he do with the things? Because, I mean, no contracts are given. It's just, it's not even a handshake. It's just sort of, okay, you're here. Well, do what you want. And so... So it's a re- part of a respect and you have to be part of that community. And that's a trust issue. And uh, I, need, uh, I need access. And I had that access with Ludwig. And then another thing is then the, so are these the top guys in this? Are these the culture bearers? Are they uh, the best in the field if, in what they're doing? And of course, there are many who are best in the field, but these mm-hmm. are best in the field in my, what I saw. And uh, and lastly, and most importantly, is really is these people I want to hang out with. I mean, are they humble, grounded, nice people that are uh, sort of not having an attitude or uh, just being very friendly and uh, open? And I mean, that's really what they are. Uh, Pontus and George are really good folks, really good people. So I think they, they fitted that with flying colors, all the criteria. <laughs> they they yeah. did, and they're excellent ambassadors. And I think what we've traits that kind of have reared up uh, are this just being a genuinely a good person and it seems that everyone in the swim run community kind of has a similar vibe if you will and that's what makes the community so well and Carl do you kind of think that's from is that a tops down thing or is that just everyone doing it like at the pointy end with George and Pontus uh you know the best one of the best men's team all the other men's teams mixed women's whatever everyone's kind of that same way, really accessible, friendly, welcoming. And is that what is creating the the sort of the magic of swim run that's helping it along? Yeah, I think there, that's a very interesting question. Uh, I think it's it's been a fairly a small community, at least in the beginning, before it sort of exploded in 2017, perhaps. Uh, so it, it was these crazy people who just enjoyed what you and me and we're enjoying also just to be out there in nature and no one is sort of telling us what to do but we're just exploring and trying to overcome the 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 cold and the long and the the long runs and so it's it's this community where it's where like daniel hanson one of the mm-hmm. uh, top guys mm-hmm. also said it's it's like the free fight of fitness so there are very few, few rules and you have just then to conquer not even conquer, that's the wrong word. You have to adopt to nature to really make that flow with you. So you have to adopt yourself. And in doing that, and if you talk to the top guys, it's really not about um, sort of battering and, and it's more of coming into the flow of nature and feeling that and adapting yourself. Otherwise you get hurt or otherwise you won't last the whole thing. And if you if you are in that place, um, you are a humble person although you have a high ambition. But there's the humbleness that you are part of a much greater thing like nature that you cannot overcome. You have to be a part of it. So I think it sort of fosters all of them and, well, us included as we're, we're part of this, to really be humble to uh, what nature gives us. And when we are humble, we also are filled with this um, energy that nature gives us and that just sort of, you can see it in the eyes, just the joy of it, just the joy of moving. Definitely. Um, when you're in connection with something greater. Definitely. So, also, your question there, I think it's it's everyone. 
uh, I would say it's not only the top people, but uh, the Ponce and George, they're good at sort of building a crowd around them. So help them motivate their training, which is a lot of training. But mm -hmm. it's also uh, what they do is they have a, this group around them. So they carry the group with them in order to, uh, to get their energy also. And as you will see in the film, there's another by Erika Rosenbaum, who was who invented actually the yeah. word yeah, swim run uh, back in 2012. Yeah, we love she her. said that we're all pulling each other, and I think that's a really nice, at the nice metaphor that we're actually pulling all the race is pulling each other. You pull two and two, but you also pull the others to mm -hmm. outperform themselves and uh, sort of endure when everything says you should stop. But the whole train is going, and that is also a movement, which is uh, fantastic. I think there's there's a there's a third character in this film um, besides George and Pontus, and that's really the the Stockholm Archipelago and Atala as sort of the the race that is sort of you know in our mind it's already mythologized, but I think this movie really mythologizes sort of the the uniqueness of it. Um, can you talk a little bit about, I, I guess it makes sense that you would pick the world championship, but, um, you know, did you reach out to Michael and Mats and, and how did that work to, to, to make that race and uh, the Swedish, uh, the Stockholm Archipelago kind of be also a character in the movie? Mm, that's a very good question. And of course, this would, wouldn't, the film hadn't been possible without uh, the race footage uh, that Michael and Mats uh, Provided and Rasmus Ludenius, uh, the photographer, um, the fantastic photographer, I must say, which I mean, we I think we all captivated by the rhythm and the, the movement and the sharpness of his images. And that really brings a pulse to it all. Uh, and of course, the archipelago is the third character um, where you sort of lose yourself in that environment, which is harsh, harsh and demanding, but also... Uh, embracing and uh, generous uh, in a way. We are many people in play here and this feeling of losing yourself in a bigger environment. This talk of archipelago is also a very special place to be if you haven't visited yet. I mean, it's uh, from the Stone Ages or uh, more than that. And uh, it, I mean, the colors out on those rocks and it's a very beautiful place to be. It, uh, yeah, it is. It's definitely a breathtaking visual spectacle throughout the movie as well, and and seeing and you really with with the the Attila race footage, it, you really get a good sense of of how difficult some of these sections are. It, it's just it's quite quite spectacular, and and it, it really does. You can't force your way through nature. You have to work with it, and I think the footage that you used in the film really exemplified that. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's, it's thank you, Rasmus, because he he did that kind of yeah. He did the footage. He, we had we had him on as well. Great. Yeah, he's a great yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're following George and Pontus around and all this training, and I think one thing that really, uh, as an amateur, as a happy amateur, uh, swim runner or you know endurance athlete or however I want to frame myself, but uh, I think what really was was really fascinating to me is, is is the level of of detail that George and Pontus were going in to kind of find those little incremental improvements uh whether that was a special swim coach or uh, a special run coach that they would go out and do 
uh, mechanic-focused uh, hill repeats with or, or some track workouts, which one of these kind of uh, incremental gain areas was something that you as, as a quote-unquote amateur endurance person was most surprising to you? Now, I think you, you picked one with Fredrik Silén here. They run, uh, they run, speci- run specialist, uh, technique specialist. And, uh, I mean, one must assume that uh, George, for example, and Pontus are really good runners. Otherwise, they wouldn't be at the top they are. Yeah. But they sort of start off with saying that, well, I look at you and there's so much to do. And just sort of embracing that to say, I've been doing this for 15 years at this level. I've sort of been running so many miles and still I'm, I'm a learner. I need to sort of improve this and this and this to, to gain that extra percentage. But if you add up all those percentages, um, that will make a difference at the end. So this is what I saw uh, um, with this, with the training and it's sort of small things. And although they have been doing this for so long, there are still things that could improve. Um, and that's why they went to him also. Not to spoil it, there's one scene in the movie where uh, George and Pontus finish a workout and they're, you know, you're interviewing them, they're by their car and then they're putting their towels over their seats before they sit into their car <laughs> to drive home. And to me, that was one of the most relatable things in the world yes. because pretty much every workout that Chipper and I do as partners, you know, we bring our own towels so we don't, you know, stink up whoever's driving's car and to me that like that just i mean i already th- i already thought before watching the film that george and pontus are great people and we've interviewed them and we really like them but to me that just like humanized them mm-hmm. so much that i mean it just seemed to me like everybody could relate to to that it's like it doesn't matter how elite you are you still want to put a towel over your seat so that it doesn't get sweaty so you don't get sweaty on your buddy's seat yeah totally. <laughs> it's amazing totally yeah yeah yeah, they're really nice people in that uh, in that sense, also. So, so let's talk a little bit about kind of like the mechanics of how this film um, was made um, specifically. So, you pick this subject, you you make this film. What were you really hoping that the film would do, and what the audience would get out of it? It's fairly complex. Uh, well, at least for me, it, uh, because it goes on on many levels. On one level, it's it's a race from A to B, and just finish first and on another level, it's also about them and their relationship between each other and their individual motivations of why they're doing this and how they're doing it. But it's also all the people around them, uh, which is sort of refers to their wives or uh, their friends, or but also the other people, the other uh, winners of this race, which they also have a relationship and need to, in a way, on racing day also... Um, relate to uh, because they have everyone has put down so many hours so it's more than just a hobby it's them so it's really very very personal if they win it or doesn't win it i mean for most of us i was i think that that was a big sort of dividing an insight for most of us uh, winning a race well it's good fun and if you don't do it well i had a bad day but I mean, those who go to the very top, as you would know, really identify themselves. This is who they are. So it's more than just doing it. It's who they are. They're living it. So then the sort of winning or not winning means so much more. Um, and that, that's an insight also. Uh, so it's, it, I mean, it goes on, on many levels. Uh, and it also brings up 
another character, um, which is the hero. Uh, you talked about the archipelago, but it's also another mythological character in this, which I, I sort of, that, that, what emerged during the work is the hero. Um, so the theme of the, the film is actually explore the hero in you. And the hero is a vast uh, vast idea it's uh, i mean you can do heroic acts by saving uh, someone from a burning building if no one is doing it also because then the hero needs to be sort of separated from the others or you can look at the hero's journey where you sort of get a spark of inspiration and then you have to overcome your doubts and then move out and then challenge your fears and sort of get to another place but i think this is more about the hero's characteristics and that is more accessible to to all of us. And that I mean, in the trailer, it says that we have seemed to have lost. Um, we're not the heroes in our own stories, and I think that sport filled that empty space where we can actually be heroes in our own stories. Although it won't help anyone else but ourselves, but it helps us to to gain access to that superpower we have within ourselves when the conditions are right and that opens up in turn to that it is not just an individual who is doing this which is very common that it's just one person with sort of super powers but exploring that hero you need to see also the context in which this person exists or acts and that sort of turns back to the beginning of what i was saying that it's multifaceted it's them it's them with themselves, it's them against each other, against the competitors. It's also the context they're in and the history uh, and how they define themselves. But learning and being more aware of that will also help people, I hope, to explore the hero in themselves, in everyday life, without doing sort of fantastic deeds like Gandhi or Nelson Mandela. But what can I do and how can I improve what I do uh, to be the hero in my life. And I think that was very, uh, very interesting and uh, interesting for me also to explore what that hero could be. Oh, definitely. Now, um, I mean, that's, that's, that's really cool because I think when you watch the film, again, thank you so much for letting us preview it. One of the things you really get out of it is kind of this idea that, you know, a lot of the limits that are in front of you aren't real. Um, whether it's a body of water <laughs> that you can just swim across if you're swim running or just what you think your your personal limitations are and a lot of that stuff is is mental or whatever and the idea that you can be you can do you can make a heroic act in the moment while you're racing whether it's supporting your partner or going a little bit harder or whatever it is i think i think it's something that i had i never thought about it that way until i saw the movie and um it definitely um, made me love swim run even more than I already do, which is kind of hard to believe. That possible, um, but but it seems like we're not the only ones that have. I mean, who are we? We're just a couple of guys. But this movie has been really well received at film festivals. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, how that's been? It seems like you know that's been submitted to a bunch of film festivals, is winning all these awards. What's that been like? Yeah, that was a, a surprising uh, for me um, because I. I've always been focused, very focused on the live screenings and getting people to theaters and having people come and who share this interest and they get to meet each other. They get to meet the people who are in the film and 
that's really a sort of great experience. But now with the COVID pandemic, that's not possible. So we had one planned in November, and that has to be cancelled. A whole week of screening, and mm. uh, but at that time, I really needed to um, revision or uh, reimagine how am I supposed to sort of move out with these images or this film? So I started to sending out to one and started with this all the way. And to my surprise, it got selected and then won sort of the second best prize. And then I sent to another one and it won there also. And now we're up to sort of 10 official selections and four four wins in various countries, uh, sort of New York and Atlanta, Georgia and... um, London and all the kinds of different places. Well, congratulations, Carl. That's a that's a massive accomplishment in in it of itself. It's also more exciting because you are amplifying the thing that that we all love so much. So 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 thanks for that and and putting putting it all out there. We I don't I don't know if they're gonna let people like me and Chris vote and these type of uh, <laughs> things, but, you know, we would vote for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'd have to, at this point, recuse ourselves. we have to ourselves. be a SAG member or something? We'll, we'll apply <laughs> for a card. No, I mean, the, the film festival is, there are many film festivals, and probably the most most of them you have never heard of. And uh, But there are professional guys on the other side, and they're selecting and uh, see, I mean, from their side, if there's... Uh, the the tempo is right and the drama is working or the conflict is there and the tone. So I'm in a number of criteria, uh, but it does help to get to spread the word. I, I would say so. Yes. I, I think uh, your subjects, George and Pontus had naturally some great story arcs over the years uh, that you kind of unfolded uh, or boy loses girl, then gets girl back kind of situation uh, you know, we kind of know what we're we're talking about here with the Otelo World Championship and boy being George Pontus. So we have some kind of flow throughout the movie, which which was really awesome to to kind of see that naturally happen. And one thing that really uh, draws Chris and I to to Swim Run is is kind of the magic of of the partnership of doing this event so closely synced up with some other human that it just kind of is on this whole another level. And I think you really showcase that excellently in, 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 in your film. Is that some, how did you kind of approach showcasing the, the uniqueness that swim run has of, of the partnership? Yeah. And just like a little corollary question to that. Do you think that helped in the film festivals, like capturing that sort of that relationship between between George and Pontus? Yeah. Uh, on the last question, I'm, I'm not really sure what what captured them. Um, I mean, I have I've sent in another another my other films also, but they are. Uh, usually they sort of, I, I wouldn't say that, but they get selected and maybe they win and don't win. But this one is either you win it or you don't. So it's sort of either or. Mm. So the people who are watching it are not into sports or they're very much into sports. So, But I think it, it, has a, it has a dimension. And what I really wanted to show is that um, it's, not, it's not about an individual or sort of these a pair of individuals. It's much greater than that. Because in order to compete at this level, you cannot just have your ego and just want to win. You have to really let that go and, and absorb and be a part of a much greater 
horse, if you like. And that is also in between them. And as they always they come back to, they don't, they don't say anything during those eight hours they're out there because they know exactly where the other people, where, where, they, are, where they are in terms of how much energy they have and if their body is working or not working. So just by looking at them, they could see exactly because they have been training for so long under so many hours. And that special bond that they build, which is duplicates themselves in a way, but also makes them totally dependent on each other. So mm-hmm. if one is strong and I say, I can do this, I can sort of win this thing. And the other person, for some reason, is not there. Well, then you're in trouble. And uh, so they're really dependent on each other for good and for worse. Yeah. And that is uh, a bond I think um, many are sort of searching for in a way, but maybe don't want to put themselves on the line and risk everything. I mean, they've been training so long. They've been training a year for this. And suddenly the other person sort of have a bad day or twist an ankle. And uh, so what, can, what can you do? I mean, if you're all alone, you could then just, hammer on but now you're dependent on someone else and that brings a whole whole other dimension and if you see them walk i mean just pontus and george you can see they're actually running in tandem all the time although there are different people but when they go Mm -hmm. into race mode they just become a pair which is almost like one person but it's not yeah so that's a really interesting uh, dynamic in that and i see i really think they're supporting each other with that, and they are so confident that the other person is really giving everything he has, everything. Yeah, you know, uh, when in our in our own sort of amateur, you know, back of the pack uh, races that Chipper and I do, you know, we really feel like, you know, our role, whether it's spoken or unspoken, is to try to bring the best out of the other person, out of your partner, and whether that means pushing them, making sure they're eating, taking a nutrition or whatever, or or you know, cheering them up if they're having a low point. Um, yeah, it really is. The more in tune you are with your partner, the the better the experience you have. And obviously, you know, you can do better, race faster, whatever it is. But but it becomes a you know the flow of being it being in that space. I think is enhanced. Where yeah, you really don't have to communicate that much because you're tethered together. You have your toe line, and you kind of can feel that. Um, yeah, but I think I think the the movie does a really good job, and not just with George and Pontus. I mean, you interview a bunch of people. Uh, as you mentioned, you, in- you interview Erica, you interview um, Annika Erickson as well, as well as um, Daniel and Kristen Larson, and and these are people, you know, and and as well as previous winners. And, and it's really interesting. Like, seems to me one of the themes that comes through was sort of accepting the difficulty, and you really only feel the joy of achievement by having it be really difficult. Um, was that, is that, was that a finding that surprised you or, or, or why you were making the movie? Is that something that seemed like, Oh yeah, well that seems obvious that these people would identify with pain. No, I mean, nothing is, nothing is obvious. Uh, well, at least for me, or if it's obvious, then it's really, it can be challenged. It can be challenged as well. I, well, pain was one thing, but I, remember sort of a pivot moment with uh, Paul Kroshek and I sort of came at him the usual way, like the amateur do. So, oh, that's how does it feel? How 
how can you do this and how can you really put yourself into this hardship and mm -hmm. why do you do it and he just looked at me and he said well if you can't uh, if you don't understand it if you can't see what i'm doing i can't explain it to you you must feel it yourself you must feel this urge uh Otherwise, I cannot explain it. And then, of course, you could explain different things. But mm -hmm. I think you have to share this, this attitude of really wanting to go to your own limits and then pass them. And that's for fun, but it's also that's where you feel most alive. I mean, everyday life is nothing compared to that peak experience, which is really hard and really a lot of pain. But the joy on the other side of that or in that moment where you feel so much alive because you feel your whole body and nothing is working and you're, sort of, you're struggling with everything, that is an intense experience of being alive. I wouldn't do it, but <laughs> they do it. And that was thrilling. That was thrilling. I think it goes back, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's heroic in its, in its way, as, as you were talking about earlier. You know, I'm sure everyone, everyone's going to ask us, so we should just tell them, you know, how they can see the movie, when's it coming out. Can you give us any details on, on, on when it's going to be released and how people can view it? The online premiere is on March 24th at 8 p.m. Stockholm time, which is plus one hour then from London. And there will be a landing site, but all, all is accessible via uh, my own, uh, this homepage is uh, alltheway.se, www.alltheway.se. And there's a link to register for um, the uh, online event, which is free, of course. And uh, if you want to donate to Shagor Stiftelsen of the Archipelago Foundation, that is most welcome, but you don't have to. But after that, the online premiere, it will then be available via Vimeo, but then you have to rent it. So go to uh, March 24th if you want to see it for, for free. Yeah, we'll have all that stuff in the show notes so you can go over and check that out. But uh, well worth well yes. worth your your hour and three minutes or whatever it clocks in at. Yeah, it was... One hour and 20 seconds. One hour and ah, 20 seconds. Excellent. A little long there. Sorry, Carl. Um, that, yeah. No, no, no. That's to, <laughs> to get it over a feature film because a feature film is one hour, so I had to get it over a feature film to compete in that Oh, category. nice. Okay, nice. So we, we can't encourage people enough to go see this. Uh, you know, uh, we, think, we think it's amazing. I think it showcases the sport of swim run in a great way in many ways it's 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 a love story about the sport but also about being in nature and i think the way that even um you know your interview with with michael from 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 atala i think the way that he describes you know essentially the race that he's been producing for the last 15 years i think even that it's almost like he's like the high priest of of swim run in a way and and yeah. i and i think there, there's so much value that people get from the sport. I think, like, like you and I have spoken about, Carl, I've already drank the Kool-Aid on Swim Run, but I think it's safe to say if I hadn't, I would have been drinking it while watching the movie because it was just so captivating and, and such a great way to feature the sport and feature the world championship that, um, yeah, just, just speaking for myself, and I think I can speak for Chipper, I, we both really loved it. You can Oh, thank you. Thank you. That warms my heart. And also to spread the word about Swim Run, because that's accessible 
to many and just go out there and try it. That's, I mean, one of the main things here really to, yep. to go out and do it yourself. Yeah. Well, Carl, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to chat with us and, and, and tell us about the film. We're very excited for it to premiere for everyone to check it out. Yeah. We'll make sure we link all the information in the, in the show notes. So thank you so much for, for being on with us and best of luck with the remaining film festival entries. Oh, thank you. The pleasure is mine to be on your fantastic show here with the Low Tide Boys. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. Thank you for listening to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. You can also sign up for a newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, drop us an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run activities, hobbies, and other bullshit we do. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then run to the finish line. And just keep going until you're done. Yes. Or until run you to cross the, or, the finish line. Or run to the car. Or run to your car. Somewhere. Just keep running. Please. Please.